So what we watch anime, so what we play League, we're just having fun, we don't care who sees, so what we stay in, it don't bother me, living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reet and Entertainment Podcast, episode 316 for September 19th, 2021. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McVean. It's me. I'm here. And that's it. That's the only person we have. So, where can we find you, Aroa? You go to that Aroa.website. There's stuff. It's got all the stuff. It's got your stuff. Does it have my Twitter on there? Uh, does it? I don't know. I, th- I think it does, uh, which you may need to put a strike through for now. Um, yeah. You can find me, Nathan, Reet and Spruth. I'm Reet everywhere. Reet on Twitch, Reet on YouTube, uh, Reet Entertainment.com is my website. You can go to Reet Podcast on Spotify or Amazon or iTunes or whatever, what have you, and uh, listen to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe. You'll get notified every time a new episode is released. Uh, you can't find me on Twitter. Um, apparently, from what I understand, telling somebody to go fuck themselves, uh, it's, it's, it's hate speech from what I understand, from, from what I'm gathering, that's what hate speech is. And, uh, it's speech that you say to somebody that you don't like. That is, that is correct. That is correct. So, uh, I'm still appealing, uh, but it looks like my, my Twitter account is not going to come back. And I, I looked online and people are like, just create an alt. Uh, just like restart basically. And that does work. Uh, but there, there are some caveats. Like if you ever try to add, uh, your phone number, obviously they're going to be like, Hey, that's the same phone number as this band account and, and ban you again. Now I do have another phone number that I have access to. Uh, but, but I really don't want to lose my account. I, I don't, I, I don't want that account to permanently you don't be want gone. To drop all that clout. Well, not even that. I've just had the the same Twitter forever, and it's at Reeton, and I don't yeah. want to change that. Uh, so I am a, I am currently in the process of appealing. They have rejected it. I appealed again. They're going to reject it. It's like a it's, it's like a death penalty case at this point. Uh, I'm just going to keep appealing until they uh, they hang me. That's <laughs> that's my plan. Yep, that's uh, what they do. Mm-hmm. And the the Twitter uh, uh, mafia comes to my house and breaks my legs. That's what I'm waiting for. Anyway, uh, moving on. What games have you played this week? So, I restored my Game Pass subscription. Oh, it good. Has be- it's become obvious to me that, uh, yeah, I can't play two MMOs at the same time. It's I just can't. Yeah, they can't manage it mentally. It's too much repetition. So, so which um, one are you dropping? That, uh, I I wasn't paying for Final Fantasy to begin with. Oh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So you're dropping. I wow. dropped. I yeah. I dropped. No, I dropped <laughs> Game Pass initially because I was like, well, I'm having a lot of fun with Final Fantasy, but like, yeah, just. I, I know that I'm not going to be able to put enough time into Final Fantasy to like really make it worth paying that much money for. Yeah, so. the, o- the only thing you could do 
which you can't do, you've tried, is convince your family to play Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, because that's who you play WoW with. Yes, and my brother-in-law really likes Final Fantasy XIV. He's playing both at the same time. But yes. uh, he also has a lot more free time than I do. So uh, I don't really have that choice. Um, so with that, uh played a couple of things on Game Pass. Uh, there's a little like indie game, I think, uh, from it's either from a small publisher or they're just totally indie. I don't know, uh, but it's called Atomic Crops. Atomic Crops, um, and it's like if you took Enter the Gungeon and combined it with uh, Stardew Valley, which is a very weird thing to say. Uh, but it is a roguelite, uh, farming simulation, uh, that's very, very fast paced. Uh, it's a top down shooter. Um, it's, it's fun. Uh, it has the problem that every roguelite seems to have for the most part, which is, uh, there is no real permanent upgrade system. Uh, now, I know that your your baby boy, uh, uh, fucking Hades, yes, uh, gets around that problem. Um, yeah, there, there's a, and, a some some upgrades, but it's not 100 percent permanent for most of the stuff that you get. Well, like the is the mirror stuff not permanent? Because there's like it the is. mirror stuff and the the mirror and like stuff the, is permanent. The weapons, um, mm-hmm. and you can unlock. Not necessarily unlock new weapons. You can unlock uh, uh, you can unlock different weapons, uh, but then you can also put like augments on the weapons so that you can like yeah. change the way they behave a little bit. Yeah, so like that's a lot more than what you get out of this, which is just you upgrade as you go, and if you die, the game's over. Um, and like there are five characters that you can play as you only have one at the beginning. So like there's a little bit of variance there, but for the most part, the way that the characters play uh, are just kind of like you start out with this upgrade or like this stat is slightly buffed. It's more of like how uh, binding of Isaac does that sort of thing. But the thing is, unlike binding of Isaac, there's really, at least from what I played, which I'll, admit wasn't a ton uh it just didn't feel like there was enough variety yeah in there um so i would really be interested to see either modding support added uh or some kind of permanent upgrade system they are still updating the game periodically uh, and adding free content so um because if if it were even something where like uh so one of the most annoying things is that uh, if you buy a new gun during the week, uh, the so the game is kind of paced where uh, you farm during the day, you fight enemies at night, and then the following morning you go back to town to buy upgrades. And so whenever you buy a gun, the next morning when you go back to town, the gun is broken. And you can't prevent that. Oh. And it's like... 
why would I want to buy a gun and then upgrade it whenever it's going to be broken the next day? There's got to uh, be there's got to be something later on that allows you to fix that. Nope. Nothing? No, there there is a, there is one perk that gives you a chance for guns to not break. Uh but that's it. That's the only thing. Um and like it, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense to me that like upgrades get more expensive as time goes on, so it's not even a matter of like well as you progress like your your money generation goes up so you can afford more upgrades because something that costs 300 currency at the beginning of the game uh like more than eight days in is now 1600 currency so like i, I don't know I, I feel like the scaling is very broken i uh, see in that way so yeah are it, you in it's are you enjoying it though i do think it's a fun game um i actually got it on switch after I played it on PC, because I think it would be kind of more fun uh, in that format. And I haven't, I haven't tried it yet, because I've been too busy playing No More Heroes on the Switch. But oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's one of those games that I wouldn't have touched if not for it being on Game Pass. And yeah, I think it's worth trying out if you like that sort of gameplay. And it's only a gig and a half. Good. Uh, Something that I don't think is really worth trying out is Craftopia. Um, I played, I actually more, bought that on Steam and it's bad. I thought I remembered you uh, talking about it at some point. And yeah, uh, it is terrible. Um, yeah. Like, it's like, I, I don't know if this came out before or after Genshin Impact. Um, I, I wanna... remember seeing like trailers for it around the same time, so I don't. Yeah, know. I want to say it was about the same time. I want to say it was before is when it went to went into early access, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure, but man, it's like somebody saw Genshin Impact, uh, which obviously Genshin Impact is a is in some aspects a ripoff of Breath of the Wild. Uh, somebody saw that, and they went. Oh, we can just rip off Breath of the Wild and make a game? Okay. Uh, and so they started doing that, and then they were like, what if we also rip off every survival game and also add RPG mechanics and uh, also add all this, add like just the the gameplay loop from Dragon Quest Builders and also this and all like there's so much there and none of it works very well at all so i want to say uh, i want to i want to just i looked it up i muted myself i looked it up july 2020 is when craftopia released and oh, okay. genshin impact was september 28th 2020 wow so yeah they were almost definitely in development at the same time yeah uh yeah it's like it's incredibly jank. Everything about the game from the introduction sequence to the way that it controls, it all feels like a Kickstarter game that was worked on like like that got its funding but then is being worked on by a group of people who have never made a video game before. I think that's exactly uh, what it is. Uh, was it, it? <laughs> wasn't craftopia i don't know if it was if, if it was that i i know it entered in early access 
Warcraft. Yeah, it's still in early access. Yeah. This is very um, early access. There are yeah. things in the fucking... There are items in the game where you pick them up and the description says work in progress and then it has some stupid bullshit description. Like... I am unsure as to if it was on if it was on there but it i did play it a little bit this was a few months ago so i was like maybe maybe it'll be better maybe you know in a few months time they'll have worked on it and things will be uh th things will be improved much improved and the answer apparently is no <laughs> uh that was like incorrect like even the description it's like we've imagined what would happen when we combine our favorite video games all together uh, chop trees and mine stones in sandbox. Explore the world in open world. Fight the hunger as in survival. Cultivate and harvest as in farming. Collect loots in dungeons as in hack and slash. Automate activities as in factory management. Hunt monsters and creatures as in hunting action. Cast magical spells as in fantasy RPG. Like, <laughs> I I can't there... find. It doesn't look like Craftopia was founded on on kickstarter so or funded on kickstarter I, who is funding this like because uh, somebody's paying a good amount of money for it they gotta be uh it it looks like pocket pair is that the name of the it, company it's it's published and developed by pocket pair and i've never heard of these people before yeah me neither but anyway like, not a great really scammy and yeah. uh yeah i i do think like if you have game pass and you're really really bored it's worth laughing at for like an hour but that's about it what about uh no more heroes you mentioned that no no more heroes is fucking fantastic uh it does i think suffer slightly being on the switch um only because the original game was built so much around playing with the wii remote that playing without motion controls is kind of finicky i know you can play with motion controls but you have to have the little thingies that slip onto the joy cons uh to add buttons on the side and i don't know where those are because i've literally never used them um so i've just been playing it in standard controller and everything that you used to do with the wii remote you now do with the right analog stick and it's not super fun uh to do that Oh, okay. uh, but otherwise, otherwise controls very well uh, with just using buttons for attacking um, instead of having to hold the Wii remote up or down to switch between high and low attacks. Uh, it's a it's a fucking wacky game. And uh, I like it a lot. Uh, That's good. I do feel like the combat maybe is a little too simple at times. Uh, now, don't they had that that was released on. The PlayStation 4 as well, I believe. The original? I believe there was a remake released on... They, they may have re-released it at some point. Because uh, No More Heroes 2 was a straight-up PS3 release originally, and then they did re-release that on PS4. Uh, I don't know about the original No More Heroes. No More uh, Heroes... We... Uh, released in Japan in 2007 and everywhere else in 2008. Nintendo Switch, October 28th, 2020. Amazon Luna, February 11th, 2021. And Windows. And Windows, June 9th, 2021. 
So oh, there you go. It's uh, it, um, it was not made. Does not look like it was made for the PlayStation Four or Xbox. So, yeah. so uh, but I I heard not good things about No More Heroes Two. Uh, we'll have to see. I do plan on trying to slowly make my way through all the games in the franchise because I've heard nothing but good things about three and uh, yeah, I want to, I kind of want to check out more of Studio 51's games because he really seems like a creator that I would be into. I uh, want you, I want you I to check out played killer seven. I want you to check out the Hulk Hogan connect game. I know you do. <laughs> I need a functioning 360. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's that's a little insider thing because I bought. Di- didn't I get you the one with the shirt too? Or was that? Did it come with the shirt? I thought there was one that came with a shirt, and I don't know if I bought that one for you. I don't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, but, I don't remember getting a shirt with that. <laughs> but but often I will I will buy games for my friends to review, uh, because I I part of it is because. Years ago, when I was poor, I had friends who would be like, you need to play this game. And I'd be like, okay, buy it for me. And then they're like, stop asking people to buy you games. I'm like, stop telling me to play games I can't afford. <laughs> and so I figure if I'm going to tell somebody, hey, play this game, and they're like, eh, I'll be like, I'll buy it. I'll literally buy it for you if you play it. Um, and usually they're terrible games. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the ones I want my friends to play. It's terrible terrible games uh did you play anything else um uh oh uh really quick uh so you know how quake got a remake recently yes uh so alongside that they put all the other quake games on game pass yes i don't know if quake 4 was included in that but quake 2 and, and quake 3 are both also on game pass and i thought Oh shit, Quake 3? Hell yeah. I love Quake 3. I would love to see that in the new Quake engine. Uh-uh. It's not in the new Quake engine. No, they it's just not in it at all. No, I think it's... they just I think they just did Quake and the expansions uh yeah. for the remake. And Quake 64. Of yeah. all things, there's a mod that adds Quake 64, but uh yeah, no. Um when you open it, it starts out in 640 by 480 resolution uh and like it completely wrecked the layout of all of my windows and it also just like i swear i used to not be that bad at that game i even played quake champions a couple years ago i was not that bad so i'm just gonna pin it on the game is like running too quickly or something because uh, there's no way that I'm I'm or, that bad. No, or you're bad. No I Shut remember up. I remember watching, and then we'll move on. A few years ago, I watched through all of Malcolm in the Middle again, and uh, there's a scene where he and another person are arguing while setting up a TV, and I forget the exact quote, but it basically brings up about like, oh yeah, the 480p signal is going to be high enough resolution to handle it, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, how times have changed. Um, <laughs> yes, moving on to me. Games I played. Uh, Monday, I played some Breath Edge again. Um, that's the survival game. Takes takes place in space. 
one of my viewers said it looked like a uh, Subnautica, and it kind of does, uh, except for it's less fun. And they have kind of a sense of humor they they tried throwing into the game, um, but like they had you build. Uh, one of the first things you do is you build like this meaningless device, right? And the 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 developers put it in there that they even knew it was meaningless. It's basically called useless device you have to build. And I'm like, that's kind of funny, but also just because you make reference that it is a useless device doesn't mean it's not a useless device. No, it's like no, it's okay. As long as we tell you we're wasting your time, then it's funny and not boring. Yeah, and so I got to a certain point in the game and like I was doing a lot of busy work, like having to go around and collect a bunch of materials to make batteries and do this and this. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. And I just, I logged off the stream after I was done, uninstalled the game because it just got, it's one of those survival games. Yeah, It is like Subnautica. So there's a place you need to go. There is a beginning and an end. Um, but I don't care about getting to the end. I don't give a shit. And it just got kind of meaningless busy work that i just did not enjoy uh i played some yakuza like a dragon and i gotta say that game is uh still really good like it, i i honestly i i suggest anybody play the yakuza games i totally get what what earl will will go on and on about uh the yakuza games however i know you wouldn't you might not necessarily care for yakuza like a dragon because the no. combat in the game is is RPG, uh, yep. but if the see, and, and I was kind of the other way. I didn't like the action combat that was in the games, but you might like the action combat. So if you play like Yakuza Zero, that might be really good for you. Oh, you yeah. might actually really yeah like yeah that. yeah. No, I, I've I've said before. Uh, I actually played Yakuza Four on PS3. That was the first one that I played. Yeah, and I thought it was fucking incredible. Uh, and then, yeah, Yakuza Zero was on Game Pass a while back, and that got me back into it. And uh, without a doubt, those are like everything that Shenmue wishes it could be. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, it's it's like a better Shenmue, and I like <laughs> Shenmue one and two. Uh, three was okay. It it wasn't as good as one and two, um, but. Yeah, if if Shenmue would have went more into the Yakuza, like if if Shenmue three was more like Yakuza, it would be a way better game. Uh, and I don't like. I understand that they kind of wanted to go and and keep it in the same gameplay style as as Shenmue one and two, but Shenmue one and two were made over twenty years ago now. Yes, yeah. like and they didn't really update much. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And also, I, just to put it out there, Yakuza, the original, was on a PS2. Yeah. Like, and it, and while the graphics were very different, the overall gameplay didn't really change all that much during its transition into the next gen. And and another thing to say about the this Yakuza Like a Dragon, I don't know about the other Yakuza games. I played Yakuza Zero for like an hour, and then I gave up. Uh, but. Yakuza Like a Dragon. The graphics are amazing. And yeah. the I have I play with English voice acting, which you hate, but 
um, I'm sure it's the same with the Japanese voice acting, is that the lip syncing is like perfect, which is always has always been a big big deal for me. Uh, like, because you have games from years ago, like Final Fantasy X, where they didn't want to edit the cutscenes for for different audiences. And so when you used, you know, when it was released in the United States, they had English voice actors, but they didn't lip sync for the English voice actors. So instead, you would have really weird dialogue where somebody would just talk really. Yeah. And so like they'll be speaking normally and then they'll be like, you can't go in there. And Titus is Titus, whatever you say his name is, however you say his name, uh, it's just like, like I care, and runs away, like just super fast, like, like I care. And just <laughs> runs because they, they didn't want to lip sync. So they're just like, ah, say it really quick. We'll be good. Uh, and so I, I, it's one thing I really like about the Yakuza games. I also played uh, Deathloop. That's the one. Played that on Friday. How is that? So for, I've only played it for three hours. I have unlocked, there's a couple things, and I'm not spoiling much, um, but it is it is a roguelike game where you die and you have to restart the day over again. Um, and I have gone and I unlocked by killing somebody, I've unlocked the ability to use what they call residium, which you can collect residium off of enemies and, and objects in the game. Uh, you use that residium to like infuse your objects uh, with with the residium, so that when you die, you're able to keep like your weapons, certain weapons that you may have have died with. Um, you can also do that with like abilities that you might collect from certain people. Uh, so I unlocked that. I got to that part, um, and then my three hours was up on my on my stream, and I had to go spend time with my girlfriend who likes spending time with me. I don't get it. Um. And so I will be playing more of that on Monday, tomorrow, on my stream at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and and so far it's good. However, and this isn't a story that we we were meant to talk about, but have you heard about Denuvo? Have you heard about this little thing called Denuvo? Uh, I think I've heard of that before, yeah. Apparently, it is a... Uh, it's a little thing that they use uh, called d- digital rights management where they don't want people pirating the game. So they, they put this really annoying thing on it that will make it so that you shouldn't be able to pirate the game. Uh, people have been able to work around Denuvo in the past, uh, but for each game, there's a different method for doing it. And, well, apparently, Denuvo causes freezing in the game. So, like, I have not a top of the line computer, but it's it's pretty it's pretty up there. Uh, I have a thirty seventy and an eighty seven hundred K in my computer. Thirty two gigs of RAM, uh, SSDs for for all my games. Yeah, no, I'm I'm running a pretty good machine that should be able to run almost anything, and it does. It runs it at about a hundred frames a second. Or more, uh, but it 
it would just freeze. Like it would drop down to zero frames a second and just not do anything and then catch back up. And I read about that happening in the PC version of the game. And people have chalked it up to being Denuvo running because Denuvo apparently has caused this issue in other games. Uh, like some yeah. of the, uh, a couple of the Assassin's Creed games. The modern DRM uh, seems to have gone from like killing your computer or like making it to where you just can't play the game period to instead uh, just making the game run like shit uh, randomly and in very strange situations. Because like uh, Capcom, uh, their proprietary DRM solution uh, is the reason that Resident Evil Village had so many performance issues on PC, uh, particularly with the the one vampire girl that uh, had all the bugs everywhere. Uh, uh, not the not the tall hot chick. No, her daughters. All of her daughters. Mm. Whenever the bugs would show up on your screen, like whenever they would go to damage you, uh, the game would run at like 15 frames per second, and then it'd be totally fine whenever the bugs left. I always thought that it was that like those insect that that effect maybe just wasn't particularly well done. You know, maybe they maybe they kind of rushed it out. Uh, but no, it's only a problem on consoles. And if you download the pirated version of the game, uh, it doesn't have that issue because the DRM is removed. So it, it it's fine. I see. Um, yeah, and, and so hopefully they removed the DR- Denuvo. Some companies have gone and been like, yeah, and just removed the Denuvo uh, after a month or two because... They, 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 that's, that's when you want your DRM to be active. Basically it's the first month or two. That's when your most, the most sales are going to come in. Uh, but I, I, I like the game. I just hope that they fix that bug and I'm going to, huh? thinking it has an online component. I was going to, I was just going to bring that up. I just got to okay. the point in the game where I'm able to use residium to keep the, keep the items and there is a there's another person who you talk to basically at the beginning of the game who's who's like hey and they're trying to stop you from quote breaking the loop uh and that's juliana and so every once in a while apparently juliana will come into your game things will lock up you can't like exit the area until juliana is gone or you die sounds like dark souls huh so yeah, a little bit. Uh, same thing. You go through the game and you get to a point uh, right before you're right before you get the residium stuff. You fight Juliana, you kill her, and take her power, uh, which is is like teleportation, and it's like short range tele- teleportation. It's the blink from Dishonored. Yes, exactly, exactly, and. Then after you get the residium, uh, you go into a machine, get the residium, and you you end up dying. And when you wake back up, it's like, hey, so now what you can do is as you're going through every once in a while, Juliana will invade your game, and that person will be an actual person that will be coming into your game. And you can turn that off. 
you can make it so that the only Juliana that will come in will be AI, but you can also keep it turned on so that uh, actual people can can fight against you and you can see if you can kill them. So I think that's cool that you can... I I think it's cool you can turn it off. Uh, Also, uh, now that I've gotten... I think now that I've gotten that, I can play as Juliana and invade people's games. Sounds that way. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, next week when I play the game. I'm still gonna, I'm still trying to play through Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, but I'm trying. I've been doing a lot of the side quests on Yakuza uh, because a lot of the side quests are actually fun instead of just, uh, you know, some of them are just collect these things and do this, but a lot of them actually have like storyline components to them that are actually interesting, and they give you the ability to call new pound mates uh which which is it's your summons for the game is is you you call up your pound mates who at first it sounds like you're ordering somebody to you know pound you uh but then you you figure out that it's actually just like summons in combat so they can come and help pound things with you it still sounds wrong, even when I say it like that. <laughs> uh, let's move on to some stories. We're going to talk about uh, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak. This guy uh, announces Who's a private... that? I don't know. Apparently, he's announcing a private space company to clean up the space debris clogging the sky. Um, it'll be named Privateer, uh, and it'll monitor and clean up objects in space. Uh, but that's all we know basically. And this is from independent. Uh, you're the one who brought this up. Did you have any, any more information on it? Oh, did I bring this up? I Uh, forgot. I believe you were, I believe you were, it was either you or cyberpunk monk, but I'm pretty sure it was you. I think it was Connor, but in any case, uh, I did read about this, uh, separately. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Connor, but, um, yeah, he's basically like, um, instead of starting a space company, that its entire purpose is to put its rich corporate overlord into space for no good reason. Yeah. Um, instead, Wozniak wants to try to clean up all of the space garbage that we have in our upper atmosphere and orbiting the planet. Uh, because the more of that that's up there, the harder it is to put things into orbit around the planet. Like, yeah, you know, satellites. Yeah, there, there. I forget what it's called, but there is worry that there's going to be so much shit in our atmosphere, uh, or not in our atmosphere, but in our or, in our orbit, uh, that we won't be able to leave. Um, that there would be no viable way to put anything else up there. So I believe what he wants to do is make it so that doesn't happen, uh, because, like. Uh, a story that we're going to talk about later, but when you have so many satellites in the sky, uh, that could end up being a bad thing if if the entire orbit is taken up by objects that we put up there. Um, yeah, the, this article says that uh, in the last decade alone, uh, the number of active and defunct satellites around earth has increased from 3300 to 7600 and that number could grow to as many as 100,000 satellites before 2030 yeah. because 
satellites are just a lot cheaper than they used to be to launch into space, which is kind of weird. But well, and like, and good. and we have a company that we're going to talk about in a minute uh, that plans on putting like three thousand things satellites into space at low orbit uh, pretty yeah. soon. So and like we already know that companies love to start things out slow and make it seem like they're not going to completely fuck up whatever it is that they're getting into, you know, like, like the ocean. Uh, and then they'll be like, Oh, that little oil spill ain't never hurt nobody. Uh, so, you know, we, yeah. we need to try to head this off while we still have time. Uh, so that way, whenever the eventual, uh, killer virus outbreak happens that uh destroys the entire planet we still have the chance of getting you know a couple hundred thousand people into space yeah i i really like uh steve wozniak i think he's awesome and i think that this is an amazing person he really is and why can't like he run for president i would vote for was um yeah but but no we get these you know he's even an old white guy Maybe he he'd is. actually have a chance. He might. He might have a chance. Um, and he has money, and people love people with money. Like, yeah. He doesn't have. I mean, he, relatively speaking, he doesn't have that much money. Uh, but that's honestly kind of his own fault. Um, yeah. You know, he he's worth around a hundred to two hundred million dollars with, which is a fuck ton of money. If I mm-hmm. had literally one percent to that money, I would fucking quit my job. Um, but he, he could be worth literally billions of dollars and he, he kind of gave that up, uh, cause he, he didn't like the culture that he was getting into. So, uh, Wozniak's a great guy, like him, hopefully, hopefully, uh, this company starts off and does well. Let's move on to our next story. Oh, look at this SpaceX. It's like I... It's like I looked at the stories and put them in an order that made logical sense. Anyway, uh, SpaceX Starlink will be coming out of beta next month. Uh, what is the date on that? Um, it was October 2020 is what it says. Okay, good. So Starlink is neat. I like it. I like the idea about it. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get it. Uh, because of where I live, but we shall see. What do you? Are you gonna get this? Are what do you think about getting this? Are you gonna to pop down the money and and try out Starlink? You own the house. Uh, I mean, it'd be cool if it wasn't a hundred dollars a month for service. Um, that's a lot. It is. It is a lot. Honestly. I I like the idea of Starlink. Obviously, I think it's great. And $100 a month, that's like what I'm paying right now. So, yeah. if this if the service but was stable, it's, it's also not going to be gigabit no. <laughs> internet, right? Well, the, like, well the problem is I have 1 gig down and 20 megs up. Yeah. Um and from what I've seen with Starlink, it's about 200 by 200. So which is pretty good for satellite internet. And and the ping from what I was noticing was like 30 me or yeah, uh 30 milliseconds. 30 megs. 
30 milliseconds, which is not bad. Like, I've seen worse. This this is something that I hope is a thing uh, on into the future, assuming that, you know, society doesn't completely collapse within the next 30 years. Yeah. Um, because this is something that I could see, like, retirees getting. Yeah. Um, and then planting on the side of their RV and then going around the country or whatever and not having to rely on hotspots and or, or or cellular service or whatever. Well, that's what um, I was thinking is or or if if you and I decide to quit our jobs and uh, become traveling YouTubers together. Yeah. Um <laughs> that would never happen. Uh if I won if I won the lottery and I was able to invest in something that could give me enough of a regular income through dividends to where like I could just go traveling and like, that's my life. I would absolutely get one of these yeah, and put it on the side of whatever it is that I'm traveling in some kind of fancy RV and like go around blogging, still do live streaming. Like, yeah. And, and all of that ignoring the, like, wow, what a fucking like, like upper middle class thought process I have there. But like, this is a godsend for people like my grandma yeah. who lives in a town where uh, up until a couple of years ago, the only option they had was like three and a half megabit down DSL. Well, yeah, um, I have a friend. I have a friend who has a century link because the town she lived in a town and like her, her boyfriend had bought the house and then they, it kind of frustrates me, but, uh, they're like, we don't like this house that much. We're going to go buy another house with acreage. And I'm just like, fuck you guys. Like <laughs> I, how can I, I hate that mentality of like, we don't like it. We're just going to sell it and get another house that's bigger and has more acreage, even though this one's fine. Um, but anyway, they moved to this other town uh, that had acreage, but the internet is DSL. And uh, she posted on Facebook and was like, you know, I have determined that having DSL is actually worse than having no internet at all. So uh, we signed up for the Starlink beta. <laughs> so, yeah. and so, so things like that totally make sense. If you're in the boonies... And your options are paying like a hundred dollars for satellite internet, fifty dollars for DSL, or a hundred dollars for Starlink. I would get Starlink, one hundred percent would get Starlink. Um, now, I do want to know, or at least I, I guess we won't know until it, until it launches. But I do want to see what happens whenever it goes live. Can they withstand? the throughput well they say here from the ars technica thing it says the first five hundred thousand people to order will likely get service um so it says there are capacity limits imposed by the laws of physics and spacex hasn't guaranteed that every person who pre-ordered will actually get starlink musk said in may that the first five hundred thousand people will most likely get service but that spacex will face uh more I don't know why they put like bracket anyway. More of a challenge when you get into the several million user range. Uh, 
Uh, we asked months today how many orders will be fulfilled by the end of 2021, and we'll update this article if we get a response. Musk has said that the capacity limits will primarily be a problem in densely populated urban areas, so rural rural uh, people should have a good chance of getting service. So I think you and I would be able to get service if we ordered it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm in a I'm in a small town and you're in a pretty small town. Uh, SpaceX has U.S. permission to deploy one million user terminals across the country and is seeking a license to deploy up to five million. Uh, the number of Starlink uh, pre-orders is up to around 600,000, and SpaceX is reportedly speeding up production dishes of dishes of dishes to meet demand as PC Mag wrote last week. So there is also no changes in pricing yet. Uh, there's a one-time service fee of $500 and then $100 a month for the service. Um, looks neat. Uh, if you're interested or if you're if you're one of those people, it, one thing that I was thinking of too, not for me because I hate outside, but uh, like if you're if you're avid as like a camper, like you love yeah. going camping, but you know like let's say you and I actually liked camping, it is dumb. I hate it, but let's say we do. Uh, you and I are both tech people. And we work in a technical job that even when we're not on call, we're on call. So having something like Starlink where you could go out into the boonies where you might not get cell service, but you could hook this up, hook up a little Wi-Fi router or something and still get those messages coming through uh, would be would be quite nice. Um, and it requires a lot less infrastructure and less development than 5G, which I know everyone is like, yeah. it, everyone everyone keeps saying that 5G is going to kind of eliminate the need for this, but I strongly disagree from the experience that I've had with cellular rollout in the various areas that yeah. I have lived in over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is... This is a good thing. Um, yes. I just I hope that it works out as smoothly as they they are planning for it to. I doubt it will. But let's move on to uh, our next story. There was a man who uh, uh, who unlocked 1.9 million i or AT and T phones, not iPhones, AT and T phones, um, and he was sentenced to 12 years in prison. And I had thought that this was, at first, um, I, I watch a, a, a news guy on YouTube sometimes, and apparently there are companies who will hire, quote, people who will go into like AT&T or Verizon, and they'll get an iPhone at a discount. Like they'll, they'll start a new plan for an iPhone. Uh, that oh, they, so yeah, they can yeah. get an iPhone for a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, and then this company will give them five hundred dollars to get the iPhone or or something like that, and then they'll take those iPhones, jailbreak them, and sell them in China for like two thousand dollars because they go for more in China than they do here, even though they're all made in China. That doesn't make sense, but it's it's what happens. It's the world. Anyway, I thought this was that, but it doesn't seem that this happened. Um, 
So there was a guy named. Yeah, I, um, like I'm whenever sorry, I saw the headline mm-hmm. for it, whenever I saw the headline, I was like, "Oh well, fuck you, AT and T." But then, like, reading yeah. about how this actually went down, it's like, oh. No, no, okay. no. AT and T was totally in the right on the actual on this one, actually. Um, <laughs> so there's a guy named Muhammad Fod, and he contacted AT and T employees through Facebook in 2012 and bribed them to help him unlock customers' phones with significant sums of money. Fod, a citizen of Pakistan and Granada, urged the employees to recruit co-workers at Bothell, Washington call center for the scheme, too. So he got other people involved. This is from Engadget, by the way. The DOJ says that the employees unlocked phones for ineligible customers who paid Fod the fee, or, or paid Fod a fee. In spring 2013, AT&T rolled out a system that made it more difficult for the employees to unlock IMEIs. Uh, Fod then recruited an engineer to build malware that would be installed on AT&T systems to help them unlock phones more efficiently and remotely. The DOJ says that the employees gave Fod details about the company's systems uh, and unlocking methods to aid the process. The malware is said to have obtained information about the system and other AT&T employees' access credentials. The developer used those details to modify the malware. AT&T claims Fod and his associates unlocked more than 1.9 million iPhones, or I'm sorry, phones through the scheme. The company says because of the unlocks, customers didn't complete payments on their devices, leading to a nine-figure loss. Uh, he was arrested in Hong Kong in 2018 following a 2017 indictment. He was extradited to the United States and pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud in September of 2020. So, yeah, he was he was not this was not good. Not only uh, is he not good, but what happened to the employees that he worked with? Yeah, um, <laughs> like they didn't pay. I get it. They didn't pay off the phones, so they were losing money because they weren't paying off those phones. And uh, I think the malware also is creating malware to put on AT&T systems is also probably a federal crime, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, at Uh, first I I was like, ah, I'm sorry, what was that? No, I I believe you're right. That is illegal. uh, Yeah. Federally. Yeah. So... Damn. Uh, now, if you buy your phone uh, outright, you should have it unlocked. By the way, if you if you have a phone that you have purchased through like AT and T or T Mobile or something, and you have paid it off fully, call them and have them unlock the phone. Uh, just 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 in case you want to switch carriers. Uh, but this is. And it's an interesting story, and it's interesting that they were able to get 1.9 million phones unlocked. I wonder how much money he actually made. It said uh, AT&T, they think that they've lost $200 million as a result to this scheme. Uh, Typically in these types of things, that's a pretty inflated price. Uh, Like whenever... Nintendo goes and sues a ROM site, and they're like, each ROM costs $14,000. Uh, yeah. So it looks like you cost us $38 billion is what we're suing you for. 
So I, I think that this is probably an inflated price, but uh, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that they actually lost like $100 million off of this deal or something similar to that or no money because who knows? Who knows what how much money they would have actually made or if those – they're assuming that all of the people that got their phones unlocked that didn't complete payments would have completed their payments had their phones not have been unlocked. Yeah, However, that's probably a stretch. Yeah, and that's that's also a stretch because who who knows how many people would have actually just stopped payment on their phone. That that happens also all the time as well. Anyway, we got a lot of shit to talk about apparently, so we're moving on. Uh little big planet. Also, I hmm? I, I I was I did a little bit of math on that. Um and assuming that AT&T makes $100 off the sale of each phone, $200 million is actually probably right. Oh, well, that's good then. So, yeah, that makes I was sense. initially like, because that's, that's almost like $2 billion worth of phones. So much. If, assuming <laughs> like that they're eight to a thousand, eight hundred dollars to a thousand. How, how was he able to phone? unlock one point nine? Anyway, that's, it's a giant scheme. Honestly, the guy probably got greedy. Like, that's that's the problem with crime, is what I would have done. Let's say I was doing well in 2012 before they updated their systems, right? Um, and I made a few million dollars off of this this scheme, and then they updated their systems. I would have been like, I got a few million dollars. I'm done. Uh. But instead, he doubled down and was like, "No, I'm gonna make mal- I'm gonna get somebody to make malware to install in the systems," and uh, that's I think where he he got greedy. And also, another thing is, he was bringing a lot of other people who worked at AT and T in on it. And the more people you bring in, the more likely you are to get caught. Oh yeah. So honestly, if he would have stopped in 2012, 2013. We probably wouldn't be talking about this right now, but yep. he kept going. Just uh, if you make enough money that you can survive, uh, just stop. Just just stop doing your evil schemes, Jeff Bezos. And uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Little Big Planet. Little Big Planet servers were shut down. Uh, apparently, was it? It says in other places it said one bad actor caused it to be shut down. Like there was a hacker. It's not. 100% known that it was one dude but that's that is kind of the running theory is that uh there was one guy who thought that Little Big Planet as a franchise was not being utilized properly by Sony and so he uh paid to have a DDoS attack uh put on the uh Little Big Planet servers which you know that that's what you do whenever you love something a lot, uh, is that you DDoS it so that way you know it costs the company running it even more money. Um, uh, whenever they're already not making any money off of it. Yes. Um, but yeah, it essentially uh they, they started doing the these DDoS attacks, um, and Sony was like, "Look, we can't we can't leave these servers up and running." because we can't like we can't justify paying for 
the now they didn't say this part but this is obviously what it was like we we can't justify paying for the engineering to protect them against this sort of shit and like bring everything up to spec uh they they waited for something like this to happen and then essentially said fuck it we we can't do this anymore uh so they've they've taken down the online services for uh every little big planet game besides the one on ps4 i think it was little big planet 3 yeah uh initially they had brought everything down um including little big planet 3s and everyone was like oh fuck the whole game's just dead now uh but yeah. they they took they took them offline so that they could upgrade uh little big planet 3 servers uh probably to protect them against ddos attacks or otherwise but essentially now if you want to play any of the content from any little big planet game uh you now have to play it on ps4 yeah which or uh or you know, uh just play single player right everybody likes the single player right sure look yeah. i i haven't i haven't touched little big planet in so fucking long uh i honestly was surprised that these servers were still running when i whenever i heard about this i thought for sure that they had just been silently put down in the background and nobody said anything about it because honestly who really cares but i guess they still have a lot of fans who are actively playing little big planet somewhere out there uh and good for them all know? 14 of them good uh, job good for you and like that that isn't to say that i think that they should be shut down i i am obviously a very big proponent as are you of uh but what, what do you call it? Preservation. Preservation? I I yeah. I think that the original Xbox server should still be up. That's that's what I, I think. I think I think that they should, uh, especially with the advent of XCloud. I think that they should be like running some kind of server emulation, uh, yeah. So they can like play online and shit. But that's now we're getting on a tangent. But yeah. uh, I do think that it's great. That you can still play content even from Little Big Planet One in Little Big Planet Three on PS4. Oh, that's good. Uh, if that wasn't the case, I'd actually be kind of upset. But you know what? Fine. That's at least you can still play it. That's kind that's, of what yeah. matters. That's good. Now let's move on. We got a lot of we got more stuff to talk about. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is the major thing. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna try a... not to tangent or you know babble on for too long. What's yeah. that? Uh, oh, I was just going to say, Apple event happened this week. Uh, I mm -hmm. totally spaced actually talking about it because it's Apple and nothing has changed. Uh, but <laughs> uh, we've got uh, the event recap. So uh, iPhone 13, that's what we're starting with. Okay. Um, uh, well, that's, yep. that's on the list. <laughs> just on the list. I didn't know if you were going to be like, I didn't know if you were going to read like the headline pieces like that. I hey, got the 13. Apple Watch 7, iPad 9, which is not what they're calling it, and iPad Mini 6, which is also yeah. not what they're calling it. So, iPhone 13, uh, they're introducing four phones, same as last year. Uh, $699 for the 13 Mini, $799 for the iPhone 13, $999 for the iPhone 13 Pro, and $1,099 for the iPhone 13 Pro Max. 
<laughs> uh, um, apparently, there are several upgrades here. This is from Tom's Guide. Uh, the phones have smaller notches, as rumored. I think they're about 30% smaller than notches are. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, but they still have notches, which is annoying. Uh, mm -hmm. They have bigger sensors to include more light. All four models support new cinematic mode, which brings Hollywood-style rack focus to the videos you shoot. And it's all powered by the AI's new A15 Bionic processor. Now, this was shown off in a video that they made where, like, let's say you have two people in a scene. I have, you know, there's, there's myself, and I'm talking to the camera, and then Aroa's behind me. And I look towards Aroa. I move my head, and I look towards Aroa. It will then shift focus to Aroa so that his face is clear and mine's blurry. And then when I look back at the camera, it'll, it'll focus on my face again. The video that they did to show that functionality off was the dumbest, most like delusional garbage I think I've ever seen from Apple, at least in the last several years. Yeah, you it know was what I mean? weird. Yeah, it like, was no weird. one's gonna use this. No one's gonna use this this feature in that way, at least. And then like, now, they had a couple of film directors that I've never heard of. Who are who are like, oh yeah, I think this is going to change the way that we make movies. No, it's not. No one's going to use a fucking iPhone to film a movie except for some shit that's going to be shown at like Sundance, and it that shit could have been filmed on a fucking DSLR, and you wouldn't have known the difference. Or it would it's have not been better. Change anything. Uh, well, and and it's here's here's another there. thing. Um, I I watched this and I thought that there there was a, a camera that was released. Last year, the Sony ZV-1, I believe that's what it's called, and it had a really cool thing that I think that they should have put in the iPhone rather than this, and that was uh, with that camera, you can put it in a certain mode that you'll be talking, and you'll take, a, take something and put it in your hand and hold it up to the camera, and it will... Quickly shift focus to that object in your hand, um, and it was made especially for people who are vlogging and opening, doing open boxes, or trying to show off a specific product that they're reviewing. Yeah, and that's what they should have done, or at least included it on top of this other feature that they put on here, because now that might be something you can do with the 13 Pro. I don't okay. know because they're adding they did add a macro uh function to the 13 Pro. I think it uses the telephoto lens for that. Yeah. Um yeah. I so, don't know for sure though. So I but other than that, there's no real I mean, okay, so I'm sorry. Uh the iPhone 6 13, 16, 13 Pro and 13 Pro Max are getting um improved telephoto lenses with 120 hertz pro motion displays. That adjusts their uh, refresh rate for smoother and more immersive experiences, uh, and they promise better battery life across the board. Uh, I think they're so, promising like twenty percent better battery life. So the the thirteen Pro and thirteen Pro Max have twenty two to twenty eight uh, hours of battery life, uh, respectively. Yeah. Um, and that is a massive bump 
from the 13 only having 19 hours of battery life. Uh, so uh, you get an extra three hours, presumably just because of that adaptable refresh rate. Yeah. Uh, which does make sense. Uh, we've seen that functionality in Android phones already, I think. Uh, I know, or at least I'm fairly certain, one of uh, the iPad Pro had that functionality uh, either last year or the year before. So that's probably going to be something that we see more commonly. I would not be surprised if the iPhone 13 or 14 rather uh, like the base model included that because it's, it's going to be something where that's going to be how we eke out a little bit more battery life out of everything. Yeah. You know what they should do is they should have, you should be able to adjust your frame rate all you want. Um, just have a slider. It goes from like 10 Hertz all the way up to 120 Hertz. That way, if you're like I... a ROA, you're fine with the 10 hertz on your phone. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if um, the battery uh, saver mode uh, like cut your refresh rate in half or something, or like set an upper limit of 60 hertz, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. To to save on on battery life. I could definitely uh, see that. But yeah, it, but I think what you were you were about to say. And I very much agree is that there is not a whole lot here. No. <laughs> they had to tack it's... on the cinematic mode, which is cool, but we, they've already released other Android phones that do the same thing or similar things. Well, and also, like, like also this feature. So I, I am slightly tempted uh, to upgrade just because I don't have full confidence that there's going to be a 14 mini and the mini is kind of the iPhone that I have wanted since the iPhone five. Uh, or I guess since the six, technically, if you want to say it that way, like they, they have not made an iPhone that is the size that I prefer since the iPhone five. So the, the 13 mini is roughly the same size as the iPhone seven, but it has the same screen as the as the modern current iPhones. Yeah. So like I it, it's kind of the best of all worlds for me in that way. Um but like what I do not understand is why the pro line exists. Honestly, um, other than because of stupid saps. Money. Is that yeah, like yeah, it's, money. it's it's a way of tacking on an extra $200 so that you get a three times optical zoom lens, which, oh boy, three times. And, and like, that's about fucking it. Almost every other feature that they showed off is software driven and is available on both the 13 mini and the 13. There's no reason to get the pro or the pro max unless you really want a fucking mini tablet uh, as your phone. But that said, we're going to talk about the the new iPads in a minute, but the the new iPad Mini Six is a fucking iPhone 13 Pro Max in all but name, and it's slightly it's just slightly larger, and it doesn't have the telephoto lens. But like, who? No one. No one uses their phone as their dedicated camera taking or photo taking device 
unless they're just like a fucking Instagram person or something. Anybody who actually takes that shit seriously or takes themselves seriously as a creator is getting like a, a Sony camera or something. Yeah. They're yeah. getting a, a dedicated blogging camera. Like otherwise, I think the new uh, wide angle lens uh, for the front facing camera is actually pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if you saw anything on that, but it's the same thing that they put in the new iMac. Oh yeah. Where um it's it works kind of like uh they they've sold little things that you can like put your phone in or even mount a camera on and then it like tracks you and it'll like turn the camera to face you. Oh, a gimbal. Um it, yeah, it's a gimbal. I, I guess yeah. that's what it's called. That's what it's called. Well, they they've they've um sort of implemented that in software by making the front camera a very wide angle lens so that way it will follow you as you move around a room or as like if, if another uh person walks in front of the camera it'll like zoom out so it can see everyone involved it's it that's a genuinely cool new feature it's also on every iphone <laughs> like I just, I, I, originally it was that the pro had multiple new features before the 13 did. And that was why you got the pro now, like the only thing is that you get a telephoto lens. I really care about that that much. Just go buy a fucking, whatever it is, the Sony ZV one or whatever. Yeah. There's a new one coming out. That's like the EV something. E something. Um, is it going to be under a thousand dollars? It's under a thousand dollars, like eight hundred bucks. Um, and the difference is the ZV one is really cool, um, but it's has a non-replaceable lens, so you're stuck oh, with wow. you're stuck with that lens, which is it's it's a good camera, and most likely it would be fine for most people. The new one has like all the same features and a replaceable lens, and it's cheaper. And it's no, it's the same price, I think. No, I thought the ZV one was like twelve hundred bucks. No, it was like eight hundred bucks, seven eight hundred. Huh. Yeah, okay. it was a pretty good price actually. I think you could buy it. I think the ZV, the new one, you can buy for like six ninety nine without the lens or seven ninety nine with the lens. Um, Sony ZV one is uh seven forty nine. You can get it on Best Buy with like everything. Seven seven forty nine, and then the Sony is it EV one? Uh, I forget. It looks like there's the Sony EVIHD one, which is seven forty nine as well. I I don't know the name of the new one. That's the ZV one is the one that I like. Uh, the EVI HD one is different. It's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, so I'll have to oh. get back to you on, on which one that is. But yes, the, they're both really good. And, and if I were to conti- if I were to start making YouTube and try to take it seriously and, and stuff, I would probably buy one of those two cameras. Anyway, yeah, uh, so the Apple Watch 7 has been announced. Um, it's... Uh... It's... It's, it's a watch. the same fucking thing, and it has it just has a slightly larger screen. Yep, that's I, it. 
I bought a Galaxy Watch 2, because I think the 3 just came out. Or I bought the Galaxy Watch 3 and the 4 just came out. Uh, for like $120. And uh, it's awesome. It's nice. And I, I would not pay $400, because that's how much the Apple Watch 7 costs. <laughs> I I got a 3. Both, both me and, and my wife got a 3. Uh, I think whenever the four was out already, we paid my wife and maybe I. like shut up. Okay, and we got. I think we paid like four fifty total, something like that. I don't remember. Oh. Um. Uh, and like I don't see any reason whatsoever to upgrade other than. Like, yeah, the, like, bio-monitoring is better on the newer ones, but also there have been so many articles that have indicated that you don't want to rely on those for, like, anything. Um, and otherwise, like... Like, I read an article yesterday that was saying, like, Apple needs to stop supporting the Apple Watch 3 because the Watch 3 just sucks too much. And it's like, dude, what do you use your watch for? Yeah. You, like, like it, it, I don't use like any apps on my watch besides Spotify and like the weather. And like, that's it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't even do that really. I'll check my, my sleep time sometimes. Um, but really what I use is like, I have my watch set up that it has the time on there uh, and it has the weather on there. And that's it. That's really all I use and it like, for. Like, like I use it to control my music, mind you, because there's this group of people who for some fucking reason want to like have the music on their watch and they connect their Bluetooth headset to their watch. Oh. And like, I don't understand. Just put your phone in your pocket yeah like i i I have i I, look i i have not exercised a ton but i have gone to the gym in my life just general in general you have not exercised in your whole life there's been about 12 hours of exercise (laughs) that might be exceeding it (laughs) (laughs) but like Okay, maybe women's pants don't have pockets because they just don't usually. But men's, like, jogging pants have pockets. Gym shorts have pockets. Put your phone in your pocket. You don't need to leave your phone somewhere just because you're going for a jog. It's not gonna, it's not weighing you down. The little fucking half a pound block of glass and aluminum is not fucking up the way that you're running or riding your bike or whatever. Well, I I will say that if, and you shouldn't be running in, in very loose fitting clothing, right? You should, you should wear something that's kind of tight on your body and lightweight. Um, but if you're, if, if, if you have big pockets and you put your phone in there, it might jostle around and annoy you. Um, but they also have like those, those, uh, phone holders, that are like yeah. they go around your your bicep or your forearm or they're a pip yeah. boy. Uh, if if it's going to annoy you that much, pay like ten dollars for a fucking strap 
and put it on your arm or your leg or whatever. Yeah. If that will shut you up. Yeah. But like, I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I'm old, but like people used to fucking jog with a Walkman strapped onto their arm. And you're going to tell me that this, that fucking it's, it's too much of a pain to have your phone with you whenever you're know you running that your that your watch has to have more than eight gigs of storage because where else are you going to keep all your music? So running isn't hard. I actually like in high school. Uh, so years upon year, like 20 years ago, uh, I could run a mile in six and a half minutes. I was, I was not, not super fast, but that's pretty fast. Right. Um, but I find it to be the most boring activity I've ever done in my life. No matter what, like if I'm listening to music or a podcast or what have you, I still, while I am running, think I could be doing literally anything else right now. And then I get done. And my problem <clears throat> when I was working out was after I was done running, I wanted to eat an entire pizza, uh, which <laughs> does not help with the weight loss. Um, I, I've always had that problem with <clears throat> exercise of all kinds. Yeah. I've never understood people who are like, I love to exercise. It makes me feel so good. Maybe it's because I'm so fat, but if like, I'm, if never, I'm never doing, have gotten first off, thanks for, for clipping there. Uh, but <laughs> secondly, like if I'm doing something like a game, like playing Frisbee or, uh, back in high school, I did, I did some ballroom dancing. Uh, you know, if I'm doing something like that, that's fucking bizarre. Uh, I, I, there was a girl I had a crush on and I asked her on a date. Um, and her dad was like, if you're her, her mom and dad were like, if you're taking her on a date, uh, you have to learn how to actually dance. And so we learned to actually dance and, uh, she's still a really good friend of mine. Uh, she has, she has recently gotten married and she's, she's dating a great guy. Or, or she's married to a great guy who is very good looking, very charming, speaks, he is German, but he speaks flu fluent English, super nice guy. Uh, I hate his guts. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, oh, oh, I, one, one last thing. I do have to mention that there is one big new feature on the Apple Watch 7, and that is that it now has a full keyboard for typing out messages in response to texts. Ain't that cool? On you, you want to know you want to know on, something? On on a watch? Yeah, apparently the Galaxy Watch 4 has that as well. Um uh, but but you want to know something cool? What? Uh Apple recently took down an app from the App Store that added this functionality to all Apple Watches. Man, Apple's a dick company. <laughs> Just complete douchebags. They should sue them. Um, so let's move on. There's an iPad 9, which is not the iPad 9. So by the way, with the Apple Watch, uh, are they calling it the Apple Watch 7 or are they just calling it the Apple Watch? I believe they call it the Apple Watch Series 7. Okay. And then 
Uh, that's such a dumb name. Uh, <laughs> and then they have the iPad 9, which I believe they are just calling the iPad. Yes, they okay. They just always call them the new iPad or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's got the A13 Bionic processor, an improved 12 megapixel front camera, which is good. Uh, it has adopts the center stage feature. I don't know what that is. That's the thing I was talking about earlier. Okay. It's, it, you, it has the same camera as the new iMac. That's just okay. their new standard front camera. Uh, better low-light photography. Um, and it's... Uh, I mean, t- the, the base model is $329, which is a lot of money, but if I were to get an Apple product, it probably would be an iPad for $330. Yeah. That, I mean, it only has 64 gigs of storage, which isn't a lot. No, um, but, but that that would be yeah. fine for what I do on tablets. So I, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's you not really terrible. don't need a ton. No, I had an iPad two with sixteen gigs of storage. Yeah, I I had phones with sixteen gigs of storage before. It was I had phones with eight gigabytes of storage. The I remember when I worked. Remember when with when phones didn't have storage? Yes. <laughs> I I remember when I worked at a cell phone company, I was aggressively selling the uh, the Motorola Moto G uh, that had one gig of RAM because that was the best. The, it was the best phone we had at the time. Uh, we had iPhones. I think it was the iPhone five series that they that they first started selling at that company, but. Uh, you could get the Motorola Moto G with one gig of RAM for a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, and, Moto G was a fantastic deal. Yeah, and so people would. Oh no, it was a hundred and fifty, and people would call in, and we had a Huawei phone that was a hundred bucks, but it was shit. It was fucking terrible, and that it had was like the one that my grandpa has. Yeah, it had like two hundred. Now it's probably a different one because it cannot be that one. Uh, they, they, I think they stopped selling the one that that I'm talking okay. about. Um, but it was it had two hundred and fifty six megs of RAM on it, and so and, and the storage was laughably small. So people would get uh, to the point where they would they would use up their space super quickly with photos and stuff. And then they wouldn't be able to update their phone or or take pictures or anything. And they would call us up and ask us for help. So people would call in and say, hey, I want that $100 phone. And I'd be like, no, you fucking don't. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not trying to upsell you. I get, I do not get a commission for selling phones. I, I, But you do not want the Huawei phone. You want the $150 phone. Because you are gonna be, you are gonna thank me for for me telling you to buy that phone, and they would be like, ninety nine percent of the time they're like, you're right, I'll take the hundred and fifty dollar phone, <laughs> because I was brutally honest with them. Uh, but yeah, now we have just now we're complaining about sixty four gigs of of storage and being small. Well, how the yeah, how but... time flies? How time flies? Um, there's the, the iPad. One... Hmm? Well, what? What? I was I was gonna say the iPad six mini, but uh, or mini six. What oh, were you gonna say? I I wanted to complain about the iPad nine because, uh, it is it is still, um, uh, mostly okay. Um, 
except it still uses a lightning port instead of USB-C, whereas the iPad Pro and as we're about to talk about the iPad Mini 6, uh, I believe it uses USB-C. Um, that's dumb. But also, it has support for Apple Pencil, but only Gen 1 Apple Pencil. Not the Gen 2? No. That is dumb. But... That makes absolutely no fucking sense. And again, as we're about to talk about, iPad Mini 6 does support second gen Apple Pencil. Of course they do. Uh, so, yeah. So the iPad, iPad Mini, Mini iPad Mini 6, what? I, um, sorry, give me just a second here. Apple's smallest iPad sees its first update since 2019 with a new edge-to-edge display and Touch ID button similar to the one Apple introduced on the iPad Air. Center stage and video... I'm sorry, center stage video and Apple Pencil support is included with this $499 model which ships next week. Is that the... Is that the cheapest? That's the cheapest model of the smaller iPad. So... So <laughs> the 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 bigger iPad the the base model is $329. Yep. And the base model of the smaller iPad is $500. Correct. <sighs> it does not support a keyboard. My my thought was, I was like, "Hey, there's an iPad Mini Six, because I haven't I haven't read through this. This is the first time I'm reading through this." My thought when yeah. I was reading through the iPad, I was like, "Oh, the the Mini Six is the next one we're talking about. Most likely, that's going to be like two ninety nine. Maybe if we're lucky, it would be like two fifty, right? Like, yeah, that would uh, make sense. Mm-hmm. Nope, <laughs> it's a hundred and a <laughs> hundred and seventy dollars more." Um, <laughs> And, so, it, 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 like the the lack of features in some places, and 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 features that are there in other places are just bonkers between yeah. the standard iPad and the iPad Mini, because I believe the standard iPad does support uh, the new iPad Pro accessories where they magnetize to the side of the chassis. Oh, that's so cool. you do have Apple keyboard support. Yeah, the iPad Mini does not but the ipad mini supports the newer apple pencil that has like way higher fidelity which if you're somehow using it well you know i'd say somehow but but like if you're using that as your drawing tablet like that's going to matter to you but also wouldn't you rather have a larger drawing surface you would think you would um i i think this is I don't I don't know. I I think that if I were to be drawing I would want the the uh iPad the the bigger iPad. That's what I would want. Yeah. Um but if I but if I were an artist also I would probably have a Wacom tablet. Wait, yeah, Wacom like, tablet. I can understand if like you're in the market for both a new drawing tablet and just a general use tablet going with an iPad. Now, um, if I was serious, if I was one hundred percent serious, especially with the amount of money I'm making right now, um, I have stupid money that I can spend. Um, yeah, and I would buy one of the Cintiqs. That's what I would get. 
And if you don't know what that is, it's a fucking drawing computer. Oh, is it just a Windows tablet? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a full-size like 30-inch screen that oh, is it's, it's an like all-in-one uh... that you can lay down and draw on. It's like the the Surface thing that Microsoft did and then immediately stopped supporting. Yes, uh, but it's made by by Wacom, and we actually bought one of those uh, for the the artists at Ben Studio when I worked there for one of the artists, like the one of the main artists. And that makes sense. It was we were talking to him, and and you and I have have experienced imposter syndrome before. Um, I think it's both when 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 both of us have been let go from our jobs. We're like, maybe we're not good with computers. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't actually know what I'm doing. I'll just go flip burgers for the rest of my life. And um, we were talking to him and I'm not going to name names, but he, he said the same thing. Like he was like, I don't know, maybe they're going to figure out that I'm not, I'm not that good at this stuff. And my coworker and I were like, dude, they literally just bought you a $5,000 computer that you can lay down and draw on. You're good at your job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I, that's what I would do. I would not go with an iPad mini. If I were to get into drawing, I would at least go with the iPad, but most likely I would try to find something like a... Uh, honestly, if I'm, if I'm looking for a tablet... That, that I'm going to draw on, it would be the iPad. It would just be the normal iPad. Um, um, I did just notice also the uh, standard iPad is using a two-year-old SOC. It's using the A13. Yeah, the A13. Yep, yep. Maybe that's why it's cheaper. That has to be why. Yeah. Um, so. And that's probably why it doesn't support Apple Pencil too. If you have an iPad from the, the last generation of iPad, don't upgrade. I would wait. No. Um, I would wait if if you're if you're looking for an iPad and and you need one now. Yeah, get it. But if you if you are happy with what you have right now, wait because the next iPad that comes out is probably going to have that A15 or A16 processor in it, and yeah. it's going to be just that much better. So. Uh, they they things they did not include according to this article they didn't include AirPods three, which uh, apparently was supposed to be shown off, and uh, they did detail some new features coming to the Apple Fitness Plus subscription. Did you know anything about that? Because it's not what is added is not in this article, so I may need to open another article. Um, uh it's like i don't remember okay 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 i, I got care. i got I pulled it i pulled it up i pulled it up okay um apple fitness plus will now have pilates workouts oh yeah they made a huge deal about that um they're also gonna have uh guided meditations will be added to apple fitness plus platform weekly um you can get ready for ski season with the new apple fitness plus workouts uh, you'll be able to work out with friends on Apple Fitness Plus. So I guess it says if you separated from friends and workout buddies for the past year, Apple announced that beginning this fall, you'll be able to joint do joint workouts on Apple Fitness Plus. Using an iPad, iPhone, or Apple TV via AirPlay, 
you'll be able to connect with up to 32 people. I don't know 32 people. <laughs> um, you'll be able to connect with up to 32 people, uh, see them as they work out, and celebrate with them as they close their rings. Oh, I d- man, that's so exciting. Aroa, I do not want... The only person I know... Well, I know quite a few people with iPhones. But the only person I know that I'm friends enough with to do something like this with would be Aroa. And I do not want to see him work out naked. I don't want anyone to see me working out. I, My wife does not want me to see her working out. It's Who it is, wants to see their friends work out? It is quite awkward, right? Like, and and... and I'm not generally a shy person. Uh, I'm I'm generally pretty open, uh, which actually is is not a point of contention, uh, but it's something that my my girlfriend doesn't quite understand. Is that typically oh, you walk if, around the house naked too? No, no, no. Well, yes, but no. She she understands that. It's that I am super open. And I will pretty much tell like tell my friends everything that's happening, and, yeah. and I and I bring that to this podcast as well. And she doesn't get that, and so I'll talk about things that happened between her and I, or she told me, uh, and I'll mention that to my friends. And she's like, "What you told people about that?" I'm like, "Yeah, like it didn't seem like that big of a deal." And she's like, I murdered seven people. How could you tell people? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's fine. She she didn't murder anybody. That was a joke. Um, so uh, Apple Fitness Plus will be available uh, in 15 new countries, apparently. And they did not list the countries. Um, they just said, ah, it's going to be, uh, there's going to there's gonna be uh, new countries. And it would... Uh, Bunch it of says, places no one cares about, whatever. Yeah, 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 like the United States. Um, <laughs> nobody cares about it. So uh, Apple Fitness Plus had new features. Is there anything else that we're missing? Anything that you can remember that we need to mention about this event before we end this podcast? Absolutely not. All right. Hey, did you well, know you can play original Xbox games on xCloud? I didn't know that. Yes, I did. And... I've been playing um, Blinks the Time Sweeper, and it works really well right now. I I absolutely did. You get the the so you must have got the full fifteen dollar a month. Yeah, I, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to try out X Cloud, so I'll 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 pay for at least a couple of months of Ultimate, and yeah, it works actually really impressively well. Now now, how are you playing that? Is my question. What What do you mean? So, so what on, what on my it, PC? Okay, so X Cloud is just a streaming thingy or do you yeah yeah okay um that's cool now do you have to own the game or is it just nope cool anyway uh we will talk about that later uh you can mention that next week uh during your games you played section and we will be back next week uh for another podcast thank you for being here this week aurora no problem and uh thank you for being here reading you're welcome goodbye bye-bye